God's Word is alive and powerful. Today on Daily in the Word, Dr. Paul Chappell challenges us with principles from the Scripture that will deepen our faith. The Holy Spirit is going to guide you into truth. It's going to keep you away from error. Listen, the devil doesn't want the gospel going out. Listen, if you pray with your children, you get back to the house of God next week. If, if you live a godly and a moral life, it's because the Spirit is leading you. Hey, the, the, the flesh and the devil, they'll lead you every other way. But the Spirit of God will lead you to glorify Jesus Christ. God's Word was written to produce transformation in our lives. As we respond in obedience, it will radically change the way we live. Welcome to Daily in the Word. This program features the teaching and preaching of Dr. Paul Chappell, pastor of Lancaster Baptist Church and president of West Coast Baptist College in Lancaster, California. Our message today is designed to challenge and stretch you spiritually. No matter where you are in your Christian journey, God wants you to discover the peace, faith, strength, and joy that only He can give. We trust you'll be blessed as you apply these biblical truths to your daily life. And now, here's Pastor Paul Chappell with part one of a message called Made to Know More. Well, when the Lord saved us, He had a wonderful plan for our lives, and He knew that we were made for more. And in fact, sometimes as I consider back when I was saved, I I think about the things that I knew, and then I think about the things I did not know at the time. For example, when I got saved, I knew I was a sinner. I knew that Jesus Christ was the Savior, and I knew that I did not want to go to hell, and I wanted to go to heaven. So I, as a sinner, asked Jesus to be my Savior. I turned only to Him, asking Him to be my Savior. He forgave my sin, and I'm on my way to heaven. And how many of you would say, if all we ever got was forgiveness and a home in heaven, that's a great thing, amen? How many of you are with me? That's what I knew. But the, the longer I'm saved, the more I realize that when I was saved, the Spirit of God came into my life, and, and He sealed my life, and He sanctified my life, and, and that the Holy Spirit also gives me wisdom and direction. And, and simply stating it, the longer I'm saved, the gooder and gooder it gets because I learn more and more about what all God did on the day that I was saved. And one of the things that we learn concerning our salvation is that because of the Bible and because of the Holy Spirit, not only are we made for more, but we are made to know more. God has a desire that we would know and discern more in this life. Now, don't misunderstand me. Salvation does not guarantee that you have an immediately higher IQ or an immediate intellect in a certain area. I don't want any high schoolers to thinking, start thinking, oh, I have the Holy Spirit in my life. I don't have to study for my calculus test. That's not what we're talking about this morning. When we say that we have discernment and knowledge, we are speaking about the spirit of understanding that comes from God's Holy Spirit into our life, that we are enabled to gain and understand spiritual truth and apply it to our lives. Now, where do we begin with that? Where does that doctrine of God's imparted knowledge to us come from? And it comes from the presence of the Holy Spirit. And when you go back to John 14, Jesus said in verse 16, And I will pray the Father, and He will send you another Comforter, that He may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth Him not, neither knoweth Him, but ye know Him. Listen to this. For He dwelleth in you, 
and shall be in you. In other words, Jesus said to his disciples, I'm going to go to heaven, John 14. I'm going to go to heaven, but I'm going to send you the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. He's going to come and indwell your life. He's going to be, John 16, your guide. He will guide you into the truth. He will help you to know much more. Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you alone, but I'm going to send the Comforter, and he's going to help you know more and guide you along the way. And so this morning I want you to learn with me about God's desire for us to know more. Notice if you would first of all that there is instruction to the saved man. I want you to see the instruction that is given to the saved man. The man that has believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 10 tells us, but God hath revealed them, speaking of the truths of God, God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. So the instruction that we receive is from the teacher. It is from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit reveals truth to us. The Bible says in verse number 10, but God hath revealed them. The word revealed means to uncover. So the man without Jesus reads the Bible, and the Bible tells him that Jesus is the only way and the only truth. And without Jesus, he cannot understand. But when he receives Jesus, it is uncovered. And he begins to see, he begins to understand what God has for him. It is the Spirit of God that gives that revelation. And by the way, as Christians, when the Holy Spirit is speaking, we ought to listen. We ought to listen to His Word. And the Holy Spirit of God does not necessarily speak with an audible voice, but He will speak into your heart conviction, guidance. He will guide you into the truth. He will guide you away from error. He will guide you to the right friends. He will guide you away from the wrong friends. He brought you to church this morning. The Spirit of God will guide you into the truth, and He will reveal the truth to the child of God. It, it is what we often refer to as illumination, or giving you understanding. Notice the Bible says in verse 11, For what man knoweth the things of a man's save the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. In other words, two men might say, boy, I've got a headache and, and my wife is upset, and they might understand one another as men. But who can know God unless God teaches us about God? And the Bible tells us here in verse number 11, so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. In other words, if we're going to know the things of God, it's only going to happen by the Holy Spirit of God being the teacher and guiding us and helping us and illuminating our understanding. We use the term inspiration. That is to say, the Bible is the inspired Word of God. We mean by that it is an infallible God-breathed book. And here at Lancaster Baptist, we believe that the Bible is the inspired Word of God. But we also believe that as Christians, we must have the illumination of the Holy Spirit as we read the Bible. We must have His guidance 
providence, we must have His help in understanding the Word of God. And so this instruction comes from the Holy Spirit. Secondly, it comes for our knowledge. The Bible says in verse 12, Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God. Remember I said, when you are truly saved, you receive the Holy Spirit. The Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us from God, which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So God says here to each and every one of us in verse 12 that we might know these things, that we might perceive them with our eyes. God says, I want you to have knowledge about me. I want you to have knowledge about my word. The psalmist said in Psalm 119 in verse 18, Open thou mine eyes that I may behold the wondrous things out of thy law. Do you see that in your notes? Psalm 119 verse 18. Let's read that together. Ready? Begin. Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. You see, God has given his written word, but we must have the illumination. We must have the leading of his spirit to have our eyes open to the word of God. And so the purpose of this uh, knowledge is that we might have an understanding of his word. And then the priority of the knowledge. Notice in verse 13. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual with spiritual. The word teacheth, of course, uh, is that which God has given to us in His Word and by His Spirit. And we're to compare spiritual to spiritual. And, and so we thank God for the priority of His knowledge. And, and this is the instruction that He gives to a saved man. He says, I'm going to give you guidance and wisdom. But notice not only the instruction that is given to the saved man, but I want you to notice, secondly, the rejection of the lost man. The rejection of the lost man. Now it's very clear in verses 9 through 13. It's very clear in those verses that God has wisdom and that God has instruction for the saved man and that by His Spirit He's going to illuminate to us the truth. And how many of you are thankful for the presence of God's Spirit in your life right now this morning? And He leads you and He guides you. You may not always listen, but He's always trying to lead you. But look at what verse 14 says. But, so, so it, to the spiritual man, verse 13, wisdom is speaking. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. So the natural man or the unsaved man, in the term spiritual man, speaks of the saved man, that man that's born again, that man that has the Holy Spirit. The natural man speaking of the unsaved man, the man that has rejected Christ. The natural man, first of all, he does not receive. He doesn't receive Jesus. He doesn't receive the Word of God. And the Bible speaks of him as the natural man, meaning he's governed by his own sensual direction, not by the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now, all of us have an Adamic nature. All of us live in what one friend of mine refers to as his, uh, his uh, earth suit. We all have a carnal Adamic nature. The difference is when we accepted Christ, we were born again, and we now have a new nature in Jesus. Christ. We can now live through Christ in us. How many of you are glad that you're not just the old man today, but there's a new nature in your heart today? 
And your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit of God, which is in you. And so the natural man who has rejected uh, the unsaved man may intellectually know there is a God, he knows about religion, but he has rejected that Jesus Christ is the Savior. And he is a man that will not hearken unto the voice of God. The unsaved man thinks that the truth of God is really kind of foolish. In fact, notice that in verse 14. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it's the power of God. Listen, we're over here as saved people, and if I preach to you, we're all sinners. Jesus, the Son of God, came, lived a perfectly sinless life, and died on the cross for our sins, and, and Jesus shed his blood, and he rose up again the third day. i got to tell you something. If you're saved, you ought to never get over that. That's exciting news. Amen? But somebody that's not saved, they think, what are they sitting in that church listening to that guy holler about? You know? There's lots of religions. Matter of fact, that's kind of dumb. In fact, I have a friend that goes to the Baptist church even on Sunday night. I mean, they even give money over there. How dumb. And all that preaching all the time. That preacher always preaching about Jesus all the time. You see, to the natural man, what we're doing right now is dumb. Now, going to Vegas, losing all your money, getting a hangover, that's smart. <laughs> but learning about Jesus, how dumb can you get? And, and you see, a lot of things we see in, in, on television and in our society today, we might think it's you know, two political clashing parties or two groups of people. Often behind all of that, there's some spiritual warfare going on. There's things that we understand and have a world view about because we know the mind of God. And what I want you to recognize is that some of the things that we see and we recognize as Christians, that is weird. It's because the Holy Spirit of God has borne witness with our spirit that sin is wrong and that direction is a wrong direction. But to the unsafe man, they just think it's normal. The Holy Spirit has given us a Bible, and the Bible teaches us salvation is not through the church, it's through Jesus Christ. And the reason it looks strange is because from a Christian point of view, a biblical point of view, it is strange. But you know what? The fact is that that world, that natural world over there, thinks that because we stay by the Bible, we're kind of foolish. Different world views from the natural and the spiritual you see, the natural man does not receive what the Bible has to say. Secondly, he can't even understand it. He can't even understand it. Look at verse 14. It says, The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Notice this phrase. Neither can he know them. He, he, the word can means the ability. He does not have the ability to know them. And, and it's something that is just out of his realm of understanding. He misinterprets it. He takes a passage here and there that sounds like good philosophy. He doesn't mind love your neighbor, but he hates the idea. There is none other name given under heaven where must, whereby you must be saved. He wants to pick and choose, but he doesn't take the whole message of God. And so oftentimes, confusion comes in that way. That's why Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. 
lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. You see, they cannot understand those things which, notice verse 14, are spiritually discerned. You see, God has made us to know more. Not that we're proud. Not that we say, oh, we're so much smarter than, than this one or that one. Not that we should go around arguing the finer points. Not that we're going to win someone to Christ by saying we're smarter. The fact is today, it's not about knowing more facts or arguing the point. It is simply to state that in your spirit, the Holy Spirit is going to give you an instruction and he's going to give you guidance that is often rejected by the world. And we ought to have a loving spirit. I probably pray for our president more than anybody in this room. And we ought to pray for folks that are involved in different lifestyles and, and different religions. But we don't have to believe what they're teaching. And we must stay by the truth of the Word of God as the Holy Spirit guides us and as the Holy Spirit directs us. And so we see that there is instruction to the saved man. There is rejection by the lost man. You wonder, why don't these people get along? Because one has a father, the devil, and one has the father, God, and they have completely different views, completely different levels of understanding based upon the fact that when you were saved, the Holy Spirit came into you, and the Holy Spirit will not let a truly saved person completely deny God the rest of their life. The Holy Spirit is our teacher, and He's our guide. Are you with me so far? All right. And so, very simple, there's instruction to the saved man, verses 10 through 13. God says, I've revealed my word to you. I'm teaching you so that you can compare and know and make right decisions. But the unsaved man, he rejects all of it. The unsaved man thinks this is ridiculous. We sing, on Christ the solid rock I stand. They sing, I'll stand wherever I want to stand. We teach that Jesus Christ is the only way. The humanist teaches you can go however you way because however way you want, man is his own God. And we teach that there's one God. And, and uh, the natural man teaches there's many gods in many different ways and they think it's foolishness and so you have the rejection of the lost man but notice finally this morning the discretion of the spiritual man now notice in verse 15 but he that is spiritual that's talking about whom class the saved help me out he that is spiritual talking about whom the saved he that is spiritual judgeth all things yet he himself is judge of no man now God says I want you to have discernment or discretion Letter A, he considers with discernment. The spiritual man or the saved man judges all things. Now that again does not mean a judgmental attitude. It doesn't mean you go and castigate someone who has a different religion or viewpoint. The word judgeth though means that you discern, you investigate, and you examine. And, and you have a worldview that's scripturally based. And you are careful with the decisions that you make and you are walking in the spirit and watching the word of God and following what God says and you say look at I'm not gonna believe what that guy says just because he says he's a preacher and I'm not gonna follow that guy just because we went to the same college or because uh, of some similar background truth is truth and I'm gonna follow the truth of God and this is what God has called me to do. Now, can I share a verse with you that really helped me in this area? All right. I'm glad you gave me permission. I was going to do it anyways, but I want to get you awake there, all right? <laughs> Philippians chapter 1, it's in your notes, okay? Now watch this. It says, and this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more. Now let's stop right there. Now everybody would say that, saved and unsaved. Yes, what the world needs now is love, whatever it is, more love. 
Some of you can tell me later. You say, yes, we need more love. I heard the Beatles sing it. Some of us need to move from the Beatles to the Bible. And here's why. He's, the Bible does say, let your love abound. But look at the next two words. With more, more in knowledge and in all judgment. So God says, I want you to have a loving heart, but I want it to be bound by knowledge and judgment. I want you to have discernment to make the right decisions. I want you to consider things differently. So one girl comes home and she says, Daddy, I met a boy at the park. I want you to meet him. And this boy's got uh, chains coming off this earring and this earring, and they're meeting at his nose, and they're coming down here, and they're tied to the bottom of his chin, and he's, he's got uh, 666 on his forehead, whatever. You can imagine the guy. And she says, Daddy's the most wonderful guy, and he's he just been so nice to me, and his parole officer says he's doing way better this time. And I told him I'm a Christian, and he said he'll get to be a Christian too. And another girl perhaps has some guy that's trying to get to know her and, and, uh, and isn't saved, doesn't go to church, kind of, kind of a party type. And in her spirit, she just senses, you know what? Not only is that not the kind of guy dad doesn't want to meet, I don't want to meet him. Because the Holy Spirit is working in her heart, right? Now one girl, in the natural way of thinking, is making a set of decisions that she thinks are okay. Another young lady, because the Holy Spirit's in her heart, she knows. She's got some sense. She's got some guidance along the way. And that's one silly illustration. But how many of you know, every day of our lives, we have to make decisions? And we need the Holy Spirit to illuminate our minds so that we make the right decisions. And we need to judge. And we don't just say, Oh, pastor, don't be so judgmental. That guy's probably a great guy. He probably is. He probably needs to get saved. But he probably doesn't need to be dating anyone until after he gets saved. All the daddies of little girls said, Thank you very much. <laughs> but when you get saved and the Holy Spirit of God is guiding you, he begins to unlock truth and give you guidance along the way. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 says it this way. Prove all things. 1 John 4.1 Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits to see whether they are of God because there are many false prophets that have gone out into the world. What I'm trying to say this morning is you were made for more, yes, but you were made to know more. And God said, I've given you my spirit and you don't need to walk around. Do -do 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 -do. Every religion, every decision, every way that you go... Just just whatever you think, you now have the Holy Spirit to guide you into the right decisions and that you might please the Lord Jesus Christ. Try the spirits. Try the spirit of every religious teacher. Uh, scrutinize the spirit of false teachers. And folks, I want you to recognize in these last days, there will be more and more false Christs and false teachers. And ultimately, there will be an antichrist. Listen, it won't surprise me if many leaders of world religions endorse the antichrist. Do you understand? We had better be judging and discerning all things by the Word of God and by the Holy Spirit. You say, that sounds bizarre. Okay, back to the Bible. Look in your notes. 2 Corinthians eleven thirteen. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. Hey, do you think the Antichrist is going to come and say, I want you to know I'm against Christ. I want you to know I don't believe anything you believe. Follow me. That's not what he's going to say. He's going to be very religious. He'll be endorsed by religion. He'll be very intellectual. 
And it will be only those that are following the Word of God and the discerning judgment of the Spirit of God who know who to follow and who not to follow. And the Bible tells us here that even false prophets can transform themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, verse 14, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness. In other words, God's Word says, hey, use some discernment because someone can fake that they're an apostle. They can fake that they're a preacher. You better judge what they're saying by the Word of God. You've been listening to Daily in the Word with Dr. Paul Chapel, pastor of Lancaster Baptist Church and president of West Coast Baptist College in Lancaster, California. As a companion to today's series, we are offering a book from Dr. Chapel entitled Living on God's Economy, 10 Reasons to Place Your Financial Hope in the Promises of God. Call us at 1-800-68-TODAY or go to dailyintheword.org to request this resource for yourself or a loved one. We hope today's message has encouraged you. Dr. Chapel has served as the pastor of Lancaster Baptist Church for nearly 30 years, and he is the author of many books. But most of all, he has a passion and love for you. If you've been helped through Dr. Chapel's ministry, he'd love to hear your story. Visit us on our website today where you can listen to today's entire message. Connect with us and sign up for Pastor Chapel's Daily in the Word email devotional. Visit us at dailyintheword.org. And thank you for listening today. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to discover God's answers for today's challenges here on Daily in the Word.